see from chimpan A to chimpanzee. No, you'll never make a monkey out of me. Oh my God, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. You finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally Thank you. It's great to be back. I just want to say, I wouldn't be here without the support of a very special lady, my always outrageous fiance, Selma. Take a bow, Sugar Beet. <laughs> Down in front. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we're here to review a fish called Salma. I am Nando. I am Mitch. Now, Mitch, I think we should start this week's episode off with a dedication to the one and only Phil Hartman. Uh, yes, we absolutely should, given that as we record this, this is the Ball in America. It's the um, 20th anniversary, and for us it was yesterday. Not a positive anniversary. No. But it's a time to reflect on what he was able to give us. I wrote about this in the book. But you did? That's why I thought I'd let you it's, go. It was one of the first days that I truly remember being impacted by the death of someone that I ha- that I hadn't met. Yep. Um, like Princess Diana was a thing that had happened earlier than that, but uh, you know, whatever. It, it, that that had no real bearing on me. I wasn't big on the royal family, but knowing that Phil was gone, even as a kid, I I still had enough of an understanding when I was twelve that you know he was an actor on a show that I really liked, and not just that news radio, news radio I loved. But no, I meant oh, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Like okay. I knew that Phil Hartman was Lionel Hutz. Yeah, I see. I, I wasn't aware. Yeah. yeah. Um. But certainly news radio and a few other movies. So I had married an axe murderer and even greedy, which is by no means the best comedy that's ever been made. But I just anything that Phil was ever on he lifted and then later I discovered some of his Saturday Night Live work and that sort of thing but just I, I remember watching the Today program when that was being reported on and just knowing that something awfully sad and senseless had happened and it is uh, yeah, a really really it's, it's just a shit thing sad thing to look back on it's very fitting though that we get to review this episode this week what, what, what are the odds yeah that it would be a Phil Hartman starring this, basically a Phil Hartman vehicle. This this, this is the Phil Hartman show, basically. This Pretty episode. much from start to finish. Yeah. Now, off the back of that, Dando, and before we get into the actual review, mm-hmm. I do quickly, very quickly want to touch base on something that had happened in last week's episode. Now, some people uh, may, certainly the people that were first to download the episode, we just wanted to uh, apologize. There was some content in there where completely unintentionally, and we'll throw our hands up and say it was just completely ignorant on our part, mentioned a word that could be taken or, or certainly it is, is, is very offensive to the members of the transgender community. So, for the first time in Four Finger Discount's history, we are offering an apology. I, I apologize quite a lot. You, on the other hand. For the first time in my history as a human, <laughs> yes. I offer an apology because while whilst we have no issue 
with deliberately offensing, uh, offending people. Um, you know, for example, if you're a necrophiliac and I say necrophiliacs are a bit weird, I'm not really going to be too fussed if you take offense to that. But if something just comes out and it is taken is in an offensive way and we had no idea... We just weren't aware. We completely weren't aware. So I And I think that if you were listening to that, that that should have come across. But we do want to say that we have been... Uh, we had it pointed out to us. We took steps immediately to edit and re- edit it out of the episode. So there might be a few people listening to this right now that have no idea what we're talking about. But we just want to say that if you had heard that and maybe you weren't of the disposition to actually reach out and contact us that we are sorry and it's been removed and we have learned. Now, a fish called Salma. Yes. Um, uh, you were saying to me just before we started recording that you didn't give this episode a huge amount of credit before. I used to find this episode so boring as a kid. I always liked the Planet of the Apes musical, mm. but I just found the rest of it slow and never really found it funny. I just didn't appreciate Phil Hartman's performance. Right. The older I got, it wasn't until about, I'd say, I don't know, Maybe a year or so ago. Maybe more because when they had the Super Simpsons weekend still on Fox 8 and it came on and I thought, see, this is an episode I never really liked but I love Phil Hartman so surely I've got to like this episode. So I sat there and watched it. Incredible. Is that also because so much of the comedy in this derives from celebrity culture which you would not have been up on when you were a younger kid? Like I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you would not have been the sort of 13-year-old that would have seen actors on a screen, you saw characters on a screen, and the idea of the life that they had off stage, which is so much of what gets made fun of here. Yep, that'd um, be it. This episode is very much like the movie State and Maine in a lot of ways, or okay. any one of those kind of... Um, the Player by Robert Altman, like it's a send-up of a celebrity who in this case doesn't exist, obviously, but it's that same, you know, getting away with, parking, uh, with speeding fines and the desperate agent who doesn't give a shit about him until his name appears in the paper and all that sort of stuff. Like that when you know a little bit, um, I guess Entourage is probably another show that would have lifted Mm -hmm. the curtain on that a bit, that when you know a bit about what's going on behind the scenes and this episode becomes a lot funnier and a lot closer to home. Yeah, particularly a lot of relationships in Hollywood aren't real relationships. They're just purely there for the press. I was watching this wondering like how many marriages in reality are sham marriages. I've I've read, I can't remember who it was, Colin Farrell and somebody but it was a, a news report about how they deliberately stayed a night in the hotel, separate rooms, but left at the same time, hand in hand, to create buzz. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Was it John Travolta? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to Phil's performance, little things like the way he says, um, when she says, do you want wine? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was one of my favorite moments of the episode, oh, actually. <laughs> it's just, everything he brings to this character is incredible. And it's amazing that it took them this long to give him his own episode. What it does is it shows you just how vast this universe is in Springfield. Yeah. Troy McClure has only ever appeared in like infomercials and things like that. To dedicate an entire episode to that and it not feel weird yeah. just shows how great the show is. Yeah, definitely. The only thing that uh, I thought was a little bit lacking in that regard was the kind of ham-fisted way they introduced who Troy McClure was with Bart saying, why does that why is that Muppet made out entirely out of leather or something? And Marge having to explain who Troy McClure was. Like, he has been in about 40 infomercials or videos, educational videos that Bart has watched by this yeah, point. Yeah, he like knows he, who Troy McClure he has is. has to know who Troy McClure mm, is. Never really that was the one little thing that took me out of it in the in the very early goings of the episode. Maybe Homer could have asked that question. Has Homer watched infomercials with uh, Troy? No, well, because he watched Hercules. Hercules, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, they've all watched Troy McClure. Everyone in Springfield would know who Troy McClure is, yeah. surely. He's the only actor that the town has. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like, I don't know, someone from Bondi Beach not recognising Chris Hemsworth. If you saw Chris Hemsworth on the street, 
Would you approach him or would you leave him be? Um, I wouldn't run across the road to say hi, but, you know, I think I would still just give it a g'day, Chris. Big fan. I reckon he'd give you a g'day back. He just seems like, a no- he he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. If you weren't overbearing about it. I kind of feel that way about most Australians, to be fair. like Australian celebrities or just Australians? Uh, Australians in general. I feel we don't like have celebrities except for Chris Hemsworth. Come on. There's not many. <laughs> but I feel like, for, like Russell Crowe, same deal. If you're like, yeah. g'day, Russ. I feel oh, like you'd get I know, a... He'd be rougher, I reckon. Yeah, but he'd still say g'day. Yeah, he if would. If you were like, Russ, could, could I have a photo, please? And you're in the middle of a busy street, he might say, no, I'm busy. But if you just went, g'day, mate, I reckon you'd get a g'day, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was only you on your own, you'd still get g'day, folks. But. Who else? I'm, I'm trying to think of any other Australian. I've never had an Australian Olivia cele- Newton-John? quote unquote celebrity, celebrity be a dick to me. I've never met Olivia Newton John. That's true. Stay away from her on boats. Ah, uh, Ali Baldwin, but you can understand why he didn't really have time. He was busy on the phone. Yeah, right? yeah, he was busy. He's a dick, and but he's, no, he's a dick. He's, an, <laughs> he's also not Australian, <laughs> yeah. and he's a notorious dick. So that's fine by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I met Ed Cavalier. I don't know if, I don't think I've ever told the story on radio. Where on podcast or on radio? On podcast. <laughs> What do you think you are? Well, Ed works on radio. I thought I was Ed for a second. So I met Ed Cavalier a few years after Get This was axed. And okay. a classic case of putting my foot in my mouth. So firstly, he was at a restaurant in Chapel Street and he was nice enough to pose for a photo. Which is me. in Melbourne for all you listeners yeah. out there. Yeah. And the thing was, I, I don't know how long it had been, but Richard Marsland, who was the panel operator and then ultimately became one of the co-hosts on Get This, okay. very tragically committed suicide oh. after the show had been axed. N- nothing, not because not, of not it, connected, yeah. but after. Ed was very famous for doing an impression of Richard on the show. Oh, no. And that happened for whatever fucking reason. That was the thing that my brain went to. Because we were talking about the podcast, and I was saying how I keep re-listening to the episodes, and that I can't is like I, I I can't go more than a few days without hearing I'm Richard, and that was the voice that Ed used yeah, to do yeah, it yeah. in. And I said it just came out, and then I instantly just went, oh no! But Ed was amazing. Like at the exact moment that he could have gone, that's it, we're done. Recognized that I wasn't trying to do anything, and you know, post for the photo, and everything was fine. So. I take that. Was there an awkward sort of silence for a second? Uh, no, it went unsaid. Yeah. And again, like, I'm a, I'm a pretty expressive guy. I think he read in my eyes that I knew I'd <laughs> fucked up. It didn't need to be pointed out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I take that one instance of having met a celebrity and I extrapolate that to all uh, Australian celebrities. <laughs> Except M. Rossiano, who I think would be a bitch. Who's that? She's, I don't even know who that is. She's the host of Today FM up in Sydney Radio. Oh, uh, yeah. They she's working few, with yeah. Ed and apparently... Not talking to each not other. Not talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awkward. It would be, yeah. Like, you do a radio break and then you sit there in complete silence yeah. for four minutes. It's like when you're at school and you're just told to sit there in silence yeah. until the bell goes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my old topic. So, uh, Fish Called Summer. It's also a great summer episode. It is. Like, we've had the Paddy episode um, a couple times. Yeah. With... Uh, We've had summer episodes as well, where yeah. she married such a Bob and whatnot, but we haven't really yep. explored her character so much like we do here. Not as much. Oh, no. I, actually, I'll take that back. Okay, uh, so do I. When they go to Duff Gardens. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you get a bit of an insight to her there. Yeah, but she's just a, a desperate, lonely woman looking for love. And as much of a sham as their marriage is, it gives them both, because they're both loners, because he's been extradited from Hollywood yep. because of his fish, which is a soap. Let's go into like, <laughs> the fish fetish. But they're both loners. But this sham marriage, as negative as it is, brings some positive to their to their lives for different reasons. Yeah. She has that sense of connection with a, with another man, mm. where he his career 
is getting a positive boost because yeah. of the relationship. It's an empty sense of connection. It you, is. You get the feeling that she's still longing for which is, more. Which is why it's sad. Yeah. Um, would uh, Would you do it? Would you in, enter into a sham marriage? In order, like, say... So, five years ago, before I met Nicola. Seven years ago, before I met Nicola. No, now. <laughs> <laughs> no, before you met Nicola. Um, to or, boost my career. Yeah. Emily Blunt comes to you, because, you know, you've got a thing for English women. Mm. Emily Blunt comes to you and says, look... Um, uh, it's just yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all she said. Look, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like most guys would put their hand up and say yes to that question. Yes. Um, because we're, um, uh, we have the emotional IQ of a child. But see, <laughs> but, but see, we wouldn't be doing it to disguise a fetish for having sex with fish, though. No, let's say that Emily Blunt really likes enjoying some time with the squid. Oh, so she's the Troy McClure in a situation. Yeah, okay. she's trying to get she's over this. Yep. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'd even help. <laughs> I would source the squid and I would happily turn a blind eye to whatever went on. She'd do what she needs to do, then you'd yeah. tell her you have afterwards. You want to go all shape of water in your own time? That is fine by me. She has fun, you get fed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe I get to meet Tom Cruise. <laughs> that's, that's a sweet deal. Alrighty. I wanted to ask you too do you feel like they tried to make it seem like Troy ever had some sort of feelings for, for Selma? No. It was because even at the end, he just wasn't interested at all was he he was no like, he, he but he saw nothing wrong with it because that's the life he's lived exactly right when she says this is a sham he's like yeah of course yeah what's wrong with that yeah is that a problem yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really feel sorry for her though because she i like how she evolves throughout the episode she yeah. her, her clothes she's she's embracing this celebrity life yeah but she knows it's not real yeah and by the end she uh, the, the great decision of i can do this but i'm not bringing a child into it yeah which are this moments like that that make the simpsons so great yeah, it's a very uh, mature way of dealing with that, I guess. And, like, she is conflicted. She, I mean, it it raises questions, if you really want to delve into it, of is false happiness still happiness? Like, it may not be genuine and it may not be for the right reasons, but if you're getting to come home to a man every night and that's all you want, then can you convince yourself that the reasons behind that don't matter, which is kind of the conflict that she's dealing with. Like, if you really delve into that, there's some fucking Esther Perel shit that she's trying to go through. Is, um, it, is that similar to a couple who will stay together just for the sake of the children? Is what similar In that, that? they're not in love anymore, but they just keep this together, this loveless oh, connection, yeah. purely for the sake of the kids. Yeah, I'd probably more liken it to someone who comes over and marries purely for citizenship, which happens a lot. You got like, like an Nicola. old... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like Nicola. <laughs> no, um, so you've got like an old guy who's a bit lonely and he wants a, a woman to keep him company and some, you know, 30-year-old comes over from typically an Asian country, but it could be, you know, wherever it comes, comes over from anywhere. That's the cliche. As It is the cliche. And I can think of three people that I know that have done this off the top of my head, which is why my head went I there. I know more. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, like they come over and... Maybe they form some sort of bond, but really, in those early days, it's either a ch- it's a choice between like lie to yourself or admit that it's a, a a lie, or sorry, like that it is a sham and it's built on nothing. But maybe eventually, the the ends justify the means, and you do start to form some form of connection. That's what like I was that sort could of happen. getting to here. But Troy never really gets to that point, does he? No, but he doesn't have the time to. It does get ru- like it's rushed on them a lot. Yeah. So perhaps. 
there's an alternate reality where they don't try to have a kid and Troy and Selma spend the next five years with Troy making movies and having somewhat of a career renaissance and enough time can't like you know over time Troy doesn't sleep upstairs anymore he, he or in the guest room or whatever like they they sleep in the same bed um, if the kid was important to the situation they might have lived a happy life could have yeah it's the kid that ruins everything basically yeah, they, not, not the kid even, but the idea of having even children just a, even just a friendship could have been possible yeah do you feel the ending was a little abrupt i felt it sort of ended very quickly and it was done she leaves uh, Troy looks sad and that's the end so the uh I kind of wanted more, but I guess there's no way really to yeah, go. I, I don't know. I mean, we ask that question a lot where The Simpsons gets an episode gets wrapped up within two minutes, but yeah. I, I don't think that it's a problem in this case. For that same reason, like, they'd said all they needed to say. Anything else would have just been hammering the point Feel a little like. bit extra. And it went, apparently this episode went 28 minutes, went really, really long right. because of how slow the characters of Salma and Troy both speak. Yeah, okay. So they had to cut it right back. And that's why, we'll get to him now, Jeff Goblin. Had yep. to re-record all of his lines because they went way over. Is that why he speaks so quickly? Yes, so he had yeah, to speak okay. a lot faster. Yeah. But what do you think of his performance? I think everything that Jeff Goldblum has ever done is the best thing that anyone has ever done. It's <laughs> pretty great, <laughs> yeah. including taking your shirt off. He doesn't get a lot in Jurassic Park. Yes. yes. He doesn't get a lot of really cracking lines in here. Um, you wouldn't even know it's Jeff Goldblum. Really. No, it feels like it doesn't need Which to Which is have, a good thing. It doesn't need to have been Jeff no. Goldblum. I do like the um, you and uh, wife. <laughs> like that, that's a fantastic line. Yeah. Um, he has a lot that's very, very good. Uh, but I would have... It also feels like an almost wasted opportunity. Like, you've got Jeff Goldblum on hand. He could have been a lot more than mm. a side character that only gets a few lines. Do you know he joined the audio commentary? Did he? Yes. I'll have to go back and listen you to You will have then. to do that, yeah. I love the... And you're starring as a human. <laughs> <laughs> What, speaking of, what was your favourite moment from the episode? Uh, my favourite moment from the episode... Besides Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that out. But I, 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 just li- the... I do like Troy's, mm, the movie or the planet. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of James Woods. Yes. That sounds like a good movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, movie. <laughs> um, oh, you know what it was? It's when MacArthur Parker is giving Troy... His, his co-stars for the upcoming yep. movie. Those sick freaks! Yes. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Um, I can't name them because it's one of my trivia questions. Okay, so, well, anyway. let's get into The Planet of the Apes before we get into the full episode. Okay. After examining all the songs, I think this is the greatest musical skit seen anything yeah. in the history of The Simpsons. It is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. This, could, like- this could be an actual live play. Oh, I don't know about that. I reckon it could. You don't well. reckon? It's pretty fantastic. I don't reckon. Why? Because it's funny for three minutes. It would be hard to... It's hard for any joke that's funny for three minutes to turn into an hour and a half of funny. And if you don't believe that, just have a look at A Night at the Roxbury or The Love Guru or any other one of those millions of Saturday Night Live sketches. Wayne's World did well, though. Look, there are good. There are a number that are good. But then you get a lot where you go, hmm, that was better as a sketch. Yes. Um... So, I'd be sceptical. Get the right people, perhaps it could be done, but it would be very difficult to stretch it out to an entire movie. But I do love how hard it hits home in that there are people that, based on the strength of this couple minutes alone, would go and watch that movie at yes. the very least. What's your favourite part of it? The first, Dr. Zayas, or the Chimpan A to Chimpanzee? Mine's the second half. 
It's not even the bit where he's. It's the um. Oh the, my god! No, I was no, wrong. It's the sing-song delivery that's not actually when it's singing. But get your paws off me, you dirty ape! He can talk. He can talk. Yeah, because it's fantastic. As a as a lover of the original Planet of the Apes, like the get your stinking paws yeah. off me, you damn dirty apes! Yes. Like it's very cool to hear that in a Broadway style. And B- Bill with all said- of the actual. Characterization and emotion of that moment taken out of it. It's it, it's a beautiful sent in that one sentence. There's a great send up of musicals, and again Hartman though, the way acting. the way he delivers it. Yeah, it's but phenomenal. Bill has said that this was one of those magical moments in the writers' room where it was just fun for like two hours writing this yeah. three minutes of the episode, the, the Planet of the Apes, where sometimes he said you could sit there for hours writing one joke. This was just idea after idea, and yeah. all everyone laughing and happy. Yeah. Trivia, what do you got for me this week, Mitch? Uh, I have four questions, I believe, Dando. Four questions. The first one is, what was Troy McClure's bumper sticker? So do the Spring... I'll see you at the Springfield Aquarium, uh, something along the lines. It's follow me. Follow, follow me, me to the Springfield yes. Aquarium. Should we get into the, the fish fetish? Well, let's deal with it as some of the dialogue it's comes up. It's very bizarre. Even, like, look back now, it's like, Jesus. Anyway. It is and it isn't. But we'll come to it. Okay. My first question, what year was the Muppet... Muppets Go Medieval released. Ooh. 19- We're getting there? 70. We're getting there by saying 19. No, you said, I could tell you're going to say oh, 70. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought you were like, yes, it was in the 20th century. <laughs> um, 1973. 77. Damn. Uh, how, how many cars does Troy McClure hit? And I did have to rewind this four or five times. Six. I think nine. Damn it. Because there's one moment where he hits and scrapes along several of Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to count the bangs And in my one head. of them's off camera. So oh, okay. it's debatable as to whether it was a car. <laughs> but I think it was a Terrible car. question. It made the same sound. <laughs> now, what was the meal that is it Louis had just eaten? And he tells Fat Tony uh, to stop. Not a, re- not a real meal, turns out. Oh, okay. I looked it up. It's not a real thing. So it's not like pasta faisal. It's called Dingamagoo. 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 Now, I looked it up and... It's a they, town just outside of Broken Hill. Yes. I, I can't find it anywhere. Everyone's like, it seems this isn't a real food. Okay. But I could be wrong. And people will probably write in this week with screenshots <laughs> of Dingamagoo. There's probably five things that we've already said that are incorrect that people have written in You can get it at Big Roddy's Ripping Rip Shack. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what page did Troy McClure's kiss end up on? Page 10. Yes, page 10. Here's a little something for page one. <laughs> Which just above like McBain, drunk McBain, or yeah, something I know, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which former writer appeared on the Celebrity Wall? Former writer, mm. so not Schwartzwalder, Conan O'Brien, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. and there was one that kind of looked like Schwartzwalder, but it was Conan O'Brien. Yeah, gotcha. That wall actually had every guest every star that guest it had. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. It was very cool. Who were the buddy comedy co-stars that he referred to as being those sick freaks? I don't know. It was Rob Lowe and Hugh Grant. It was too, damn it. So, Rob Lowe, I remember, sex tape in the 80s. Yes. Hugh Grant picked up a hooker while he was dating Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor? That no, w- not Elizabeth Taylor. That was the late 90s. Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Hugh Grant. I don't know. Who was he with? He was with, he was, he was with Liz Hurley for a while. Liz Hurley. I knew it was an Elizabeth. Who did you say first? Taylor. Okay. <laughs> in my head, I heard that. Anyway, just, yeah. So, yeah. we got caught picking up a hooker at like three in the morning. And then went on Leno and had a big sob story and everyone felt sorry for him. And- yeah. Forgave him. Anyway, he was great in Paddington 2. <laughs> was he in Paddington 2? Yeah. He's Last movie I saw him in was the one with Sandra Bullock a long time ago. Two weeks notice. Oh, okay. No, he's, he's great in Paddington 2. Next question. What is the name of McCart... 
MacArthur Parker? Yeah. MacArthur Parker's agency. Ah, I feel like that's something that I looked at and didn't write down. It's written in big word, one word across above him as he's sitting at the desk. No. Representations. A talent agency. Yep, okay, that'll work. Um, My final question Mm -hmm. is, which baby names slash states were already taken? Montana? Yes. Is that one of them? Um, start with V, the other one? No. No. Um, one of them, I'll give you a clue, is a uh, phenomenally talented child actor of the last... Oh, fifth. it's Dakota. Dakota, yep. yes. Uh, I don't know the other one. Florida. Florida, okay. Who were staying at the, I guess, the motel, as well as Troy and Selma on their wedding night? Quimby? Nope. Oh. It's pretty funny. McBain? Share and contest winner. <laughs> Share and contest winner. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, man. And two more questions. What is the name of the McBain film that he was going to be a part of? That he was going to be the... What number and what's it called? Not sure. McBain 4, Fatal Discharge. Oh, that's upsetting. Mm. And finally, what's the first thing she's going to do when she gets home after leaving Troy? Something with Jub Jub. Yeah, something for Jub Jub. Microwave some roaches. Microwave some roaches. Thank you. Yes. That's very true. That is my trivia for this week. Um, Good trivia. Good questions there, Dando. Nice. Some real stumpers, which might in, uh, might explain why on our Patreon-exclusive trivia um, podcast, that, well, yeah. I say our, it's your side project that you've been running, um, people are not getting very many it's, correct. It's, I'm going to have to make it easy for I them. I haven't listened to one yet. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I feel like it's going to make me feel dumb if I do. It's... Not as extreme as the book, because we made it pretty extreme in that yeah, book. Yeah, that was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fucked. It was so fucked that when I go back and read the book, I don't even know the answer yeah. to the questions. No, it was awful. But <laughs> the theory behind that was, well, it's a book. They've got the answers in their hands. Yeah. Well, so we may as well make it hard. They said make it as hard as you can. Yeah. So we did. <laughs> it, it, like that was... And they made it harder. It would have been as obscure as like what colour handkerchief was sitting to the right of Kent Brockman in episode five. Blue, season obviously. Four. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, Mitch, our friends up in Brisbane, what are they called? Can you get it right this week? Banana Benders. Yes. The you Maroons. got it right the first time. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> Who are they? Uh, our, our very good friends, partners of Four Finger Discount at Rip and Roddy's Rib Shack. You didn't say it right again. Didn't I? It's Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Rippin Roddy's Look, Rib Shack. His Rippin, name's you Roddy. You always say Rippin Roddy's. His name's Roddy. He sells ribs. And he's ripped. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> you put that into Google and 4.8 stars out of 5 comes up. What more do I need, Dando? Our man Henry wants me to mention to all you listeners out there, they've got a new challenge for all of us Simpsons fans out there. They've got the Hungry Horn Challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Are you a Hungry Horn hero? Because basically, if you can finish this gigantic meal, mm. you'll get your money back. But not only that, you'll also be immortalized on the Hungry Horn hero wall with your own photo trumpeting the wall I mean they say hero wall but what they mean is lonely man wall (laughs) (laughs) you'll get your very own hungry horn t-shirt which when worn back in the rib shack will get you 10% off for the rest of your life right which you will also get just by saying it's a secret yes (laughs) yes that is true the hungry horn challenge now tell me if you think you could finish this All right. okay do you have what it takes a full rack of pork ribs I can do that plus double double bone of beef ribs a double bone what does that even mean? I don't know. Sounds like a lot, though. Two. Okay, so I'm guessing that's 
So it's probably we're at, we're at about seven hundred grams of meat so far, I reckon. Plus your choice of poutine or chili fries. I'm taking chili fries because I've never had poutine, and I don't think I should experiment on the night of a challenge. A double serve of their delicious coleslaw. Coleslaw is a pretty simple thing to you get down. Eat the whole thing. It's just cabbage. Finally, one kilo of buffalo wings. A kilo of wings after all of that. Yeah. Do I have a time limit? No. It's just finish it. Oh, well, that's fine. I'm pretty sure, unless it's an hour. But it doesn't say an hour here. It just says if you can complete it. I'm not afraid of salmonella poisoning, so I'll just do it over three or four days. Oh, wait, no, go wrong. 60 minutes. 60 minutes? <laughs> 60 minutes. They're mad. <laughs> Absolutely mad men. Darling, he's dreaming. Can I swap the, the wings for pudding? You can't. <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> but it sounds like a delicious meal you should try at Big Ronnie's Rip and Rip Shack. Get there. It sounds like a death sentence. If you what it sounds 10% like. 10% off for the rest of your life. Sounds pretty um, good to me. I think you should take that bet, if nothing else, to get on the wall. Um, do they have an actual horn you can blow? Because I would like that. Like, imagine the glory of finishing that and just... <laughs> <laughs> no one else Letting in everyone in the restaurant know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as we said, Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shake. You can find their menu at BigRoddy'sRibs.com. Make sure you support them, guys. They're big supporters of the show and they're massive Simpsons fans. Your family are going there this weekend. You Tomorrow night, my mum and dad and my two uncles will be going it's there. Very exciting news. I've, I haven't been to Queensland since they jumped on board, so I need to... Perhaps someone could fly me up, go to Queensland for some reason and check uh, this um, this restaurant out. You I have not- nothing else to do in Brisbane except go and eat these ribs. You will not regret it. So the original air date was March 24th, 1996. The couch gave the Simpsons are five malfunctioning wind-up dolls who buzz their way around the couch and are all malfunctioning. No chalkboard gag again, Mitch. Again? They've just given up. Throwing them out. Just completely throwing them out the window. Not even a whiteboard gag to, you know, modernise it. Just wipe it off, yeah. So... How's the episode start, Mitch? I wasn't expecting you to ask me that, Dan. I'll <laughs> jump back into my notes. Um, so it kicks off with the uh, movie for a rained out ball game, which reminded me very much of like whenever the cricket was washed or out. Tennis or something. Yeah, you typically get, with Channel Nine you would get cheers if the if it was an early like well, that's uh, we feel like that's all the play we're gonna get at the Gabba where we have done everything we can to talk about how much it's raining for the last forty five minutes. We are exhausted at filling in time. Here's cheers. <laughs> it really was always cheers. Yeah. What other sitcom did they rely on? Channel Nine. Um, they, they had like uh, Happy Days and Brady Bunch and things like that. Yeah, as well. that Happy Days would also come on. Yeah. Uh, Hogan's Heroes. Actually, I think time, Brady maybe? Bunch was Channel Ten. Who knows? I believe. Anyway, probably. But anyway, the point is, it was. <laughs> it would be something from that vintage that would come yeah. on in place of the cricket. But what was on? Uh, the Muppets Go Medieval. Yes. Um, pretty good Kermit the Frog impression. And Miss Piggy was, and was Miss, bad. Yeah, I don't know Miss Piggy's voice as well off the top of my okay. head. So you weren't a big Muppets fan growing up? I was uh, obsessed with the Muppets. Yeah, no, I was not obsessed. I enjoyed the Muppets, but not to the same... Okay. Like, I've seen two movies. Which ones? Muppets from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Muppets from Space, yeah. Yep. Well, just from Space, is it? Christmas Carol one? Focuses closely okay. on Ratso. No, I still haven't actually Rizzo watched Christmas Carol. Rizzo, sorry. Still haven't watched Christmas Carol. and um, You haven't watched Christmas Carol? No. We watch it every Christmas. Yeah, well, I should. Um, should, I, yeah. I like Michael Caine's work. Yes, he's great. The thing is, I always watch Mickey Mouse's version of the Christmas Carol. I watch all the Christmas... It's just Christmas... We, Nicole and I watch... You just every- keep watching the Christmas Carol over and over again. It's just Christmas movies over and over again. <laughs> but just that specific one yes. is what I like the idea of. And yeah. then we read the Christmas Carol to each other. Um, and the original Muppets movie. That is a great movie too. Yes. Have, you, you've never seen The Great Muppet Caper? No, I own it, but I've not actually watched okay, it. Should check that out. That's I should because I love Charles Grodin. Yeah, he's such a good villain in that. <laughs> anyway, so they're watching the Muppet movie, and Troy McClure is the guest star in it. Yes. I didn't realize he was such an old guy. 
1977. This was what, 95? So that's. Yeah, true. 20. Yeah. Eight years? So Troy's probably 55. I'm. Is that what they were going for? Because the thing is, he looked leathery in 77, though. Yeah, but you know how those actors just do? Like, Burt Lancaster, for example, or mm. something like that. Like, they just look old for a long time, but they also don't age. It's just this... Robert Redford. Robert Redford has looked 45, I reckon, from the age of 20 through to 70. Yeah. He looked 45. What about the guy from Planet of the Apes, Charles... Charles Nesson, he always looked old to me. He always looked grizzled. Yeah. yeah. Grizzled and leathery. Always complaining about something, Charlton Heston. <laughs> the only reason I thought... You that- blew it up! It was people. The only and, reason- <laughs> and let's not forget the most famous, you can get my rifle when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. You love it, don't you? I do like Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only reason I thought they were going for the age gag is because they, they've done something similar with Luke Perry. Was it Luke yeah, Perry when yeah, he smiled? What is it? He's um he's thirty four years old. Yeah, it just wrinkles everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bart asks who he is. We've already gone over how he should have already known. But then Marge has the nice line here of because Homer brings up the aquarium thing. Do you want to get into the sex fetish now? Yep, yeah, let's do because it's kicked off here. I like that everyone in town knows about it. Yeah, but it keeps it sort of under the table. Yeah, it's all just in whispered tones. Oh well, maybe Homer's just doing it because he's in front of the kids. Yeah, possibly. But everyone else is. It's an unspoken, well. like, ooh. Yeah. Fat Tony's was the best. No, when I said he likes to sleep with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is the bit where it's the most obviously stated as to what's going Before on. Before we get into it, there is a great um, piece of art that someone's drawn of the shape of water with Troy McClure kissing there. Yeah, I've seen thing. that. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah, yeah. But, elaborate. Fish fetish. It's weird. Uh, it's just weird. Well, it's a play. Uh, surely it's a, it's a this play is on Richard Gere. And Richard the he- Gere yeah. and the gerbil. Yeah. Um, which is stupid. It's unfair to Richard Gere, yes. if nothing else. But I also feel like it's one of those things that for a long time there would always be a rumour like that about an actor, but it hasn't happened for a while. So There's been a lot of rumours about John Travolta being... But that was just him being no, that's gay, just him being, it? Yeah, just yeah, being gay? Just him being gay. Um, but I, I feel like we need to start another sex fetish rumour about someone. Let's Chris Pine. Be very kept. What? Chris Pratt. That's who I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about Chris Pine. <laughs> We can't start rumours. Why not? If you learned nothing from last week, if we say stuff, we're going to get negative press. No, that was because we legitimately fucked something up. They're going to tweet Chris Pratt and say, these two douchebags from Australia are saying you have a sex fetish with fish. Not with fish. With what then? That's already been taken. What? With what? I heard for his own personal use. I do not use, endorse or condone anything Mitch is about to say. Chris Pratt took one of the heads, like the one of the animatronic heads of the Velociraptor, from the set of Jurassic World, well, I would have done that as well. To man. his own, to his own caravan, for less than PG purposes. I repeat my process. I would have done that as well. Anyway. There's a reason it was called Blue. He named it after the condition he was trying to relieve himself of. We're, we're, you heard it here first. This show's just gone to the gutter. Gone to the gutter. <laughs> Chris Pratt is a sex fiend. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> Imagine Chris Pratt just responded to us. He would never give a shit. No. <laughs> no, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm talking about Chris Pratt. It's a very safe target. Alrighty, so. And Ed Cavalier touched me on the bum when he was posing for that photo with me, but I don't want to get into it. How did we get... Oh, talk about the fish fetish. That's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, Marcia is just an urban legend. Um, she, has, she Marcia refuses to believe that it's true, the story. She yeah. wants to believe in the good in him. Which is fair. Yes. Because... 
I don't even know how it's possible with a fish. Like, to the letter of the way fish mate, for you to have a fish fetish that basically involves swimming through a tank, ejaculating, and then letting the fish swim through it. Like, that's basically how that works. Let's not get into this. Well, no, I think it needs to be discussed. If you want to ask my opinions <laughs> on the fish fetish, I'm going to get into the mechanics of it. And if at the ver- at the most he's leaving it kind of stuck to a fern and dipping that fern into the water, but there is no way that he's penetrating a fish. Oh, then she compares him to JFK. Like she thinks JFK is wholesome and good yeah, as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he cheated with everybody. Yes, but <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, Monroe was, was the famous most one, famous rumor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then it cuts to Troy McClure drink driving. Uh, yes. Um, Being very reckless. But the first thing it cuts to is the sticker, which is cool. Yeah, the sticker of the yeah. aquarium, which is, yeah, it's, it's very nice. I like that they just don't back away from it. And even Troy himself later actually admits to it. This is another interesting, th- not in as many words, but he, he's, he's going to tell Selma everything. Yeah, he also has a beautiful aquarium in his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I do, like, this is where you get your celebrity culture as well. I don't even think he is drink driving. He's just all over the road because he's refusing oh, that's right. to wear glasses. He's not drink driving. Of yeah. course he's not. Yeah. All right, Captain Rush Rush, out of the car. Oh, I'm seeing stars here. No, just one. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such films as The Greatest Story Ever Hooled, and they came to burgle Carnegie Hall. Ah, afraid not. License, please. Says here you need corrective lenses. Put those glasses on, mister. You wouldn't ask a handsome man like me to wear glasses. It'd be a crime against nature. Mm. Yeah. Well, they do kind of make you look like a nerd. Tell you what, just go down to the DMV tomorrow and try to pass that eye test. I'll tear up this ticket, but I'm uh, still going to have to ask you for a bribe. I like the way how Wiggum deals with it, except he's a celebrity. It's like, okay, that's fine. You'll be on your way. I'm still going to have to ask you for a bribe. <laughs> Before that, though, it's a nice touch of him being shut down because Wiggum doesn't actually know who he is. Yeah, true. He's not used to that. He's like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to get away with this. Yeah. Also, what was he driving? Oh, well, I mean, the doors open like it was a DeLorean. It was a DeLorean. Was it 100% a DeLorean? Yes. Okay. Because a DeLorean is not the only car ever that had doors that open upwards. No, nah, I can actually tell you the model he was driving. Jesus. Has the internet stooped that low? What do you mean, stoop that low? It was a DeLorean DMC-12. Okay. Flux capacitator included, or is that a factory option? <laughs> the bonus add-on. So what, so, so, what, so, what does we can make him do? Makes him um, go and reset an eye test, basically. If you can pass an eye test, then we can get the condition. you can get the condition removed from the driver's Introduces license. Selma to the Introduces Paddy and Selma, cut to the DMV. Hello, Marge. <laughs> Hello, Marge. Great, great grandfather. Very funny, what was the angry Reminded about? me of the time my grandfather called Ash by the wrong name. Yeah. Yeah. And my, na- not- my, my name calls me like Darren and John all the time. Oh, yeah, my that's da- pretty I call funny. my dad, yeah. Um, see, he called her a name that did not exist. Like, as oh. in, the name exists. But it's not like he'd called me her, my ex's... Sorry, it's not like he'd called her my ex's name or anything like that. But he just went, G'day, Mitch. Sarah. <laughs> just made a name up. Yeah. <laughs> He just grabbed at something. Wait, I'll throw that out there. <laughs> Did you guys like? Yeah, hide? she's like, it's Ash. Yeah, <laughs> that was how it went. I was like, pops had a couple of reds. <laughs> My grandfather persists with Nicola. Nicola, oh, right. hates being called Nicola and hates being called Nikki. Yeah, okay, but she just she prefers to be called Nepepsi. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I reckon she, that was a good one. I reckon she <laughs> she told him three or four times. It's it's Nicola and Nicola. Now she just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, just, okay. Gotta let that he's go. not doing it to be a prick. He just he sees the word Nicola and yeah. just thinks Nicola. that's just how it comes out. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like to shorten people's names because then you run into less issues with pronunciation. I dare you to say see ya, Nikki tonight. Nikki? She's not a big fan of Nikki. Oh, Ooh, okay. Not good. Only one person's allowed to call her Nikki. It was her grandmother. Okay. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily want to Actually, tread on I, grandmother's I, I, toes. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But if, if I'm ever trying to really shit stir her, I'll call her Nikki on the couch. Like, I'm on the couch for the rest of the night. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I thought that's where you do it. No, no. That's where I'm, <laughs> I thought that's I the to plan of attack. Yes. <laughs> I'll get her on the couch. Oh, no, well, she can't it. get up. She's too big now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she is so pregnant now. Mm. Yeah, it's just like a beach like, ball. Four finger discounts, first ever baby is imminent. It's, it's not far. She could literally pop at any second. Yeah. It's incredible. It's exciting. I'm sure it is. Should we train this boy up to be like to take over the show so we don't have to do it anymore? Um, Get him to find a friend who can talk as well. Yeah, it's gonna be. A, I mean, if he's anything like you, it's gonna be another six years before he gets his first words out. Yeah. So uh, we've got time to, yeah. to run a scouting, <laughs> scouting, casting call type thing. So McClure rocks up to the DMV And it's very similar to when Bart's wearing the beer goggles At the Duff Gardens Oh yeah, trying to read the lines Yep. yep. I know that, well, without the glasses she looks attractive Yeah. And with the glasses she's not It's sort of reverse from Duff Gardens He then uses his McClure charm to get what he wants And yep. boy does he ever I loved the way So he looks at her first And it's almost like Buster Bluth looking at Lucille 2 for the first time without glasses on, just seeing yeah. brown pointy things across the room. <laughs> but then when he puts his glasses back on, just... Uh. <laughs> uh, hello, beautiful. Yes. <laughs> it's just amazing, that little internal strength to go, nah, this is the this is the only way forward. Yes, I, I have to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he invites her out to dinner. She's all over it. She completely agrees. They yep. go to Pimento Groove, which I guess is where the celebrities go, the fancy place Seems in Springfield. That way. I don't think we've seen Pimento Groove before. Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. No. I believe it's the first one. We also hadn't seen Ugly before, which no. is the second one they <laughs> yes. go to. So we've got all the famous portraits on the wall that we mentioned. McClure, yep. though, is where? On, its cat, on the cat flap. The cat flap, cat yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, working at the DMV must be very interesting. <laughs> I think I'm getting repetitive stress disorder from scratching my butt all day. <coughs> so after the dinner, like when they're... Oh, is it after the dinner? Wherever it is, which is like, so what are you doing these days? He's like, I, I'm, I've been reading a lot of scripts. It's a lot cheaper than going to the movies. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like they're not offers. <laughs> He's just getting his hands on them for entertainment. How awkward is the date, though? Super awkward. Have you ever been on a date this awkward? Or have you got an awkward date moment? I don't remember the dating years. I've been with Ash. It's hard. It's I've hard been to with Ash for the it? best part of eight years now. Like I don't remember a time before her. There was a time you tried to impress girls and you fell over the bar. Yeah, that wasn't dating. Wasn't that was date, just though. trying to look athletic and nearly breaking my knee in the process. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. Like I mean, now I think I had everyone... my card declined when I offered to pay for something. You had a card declined. That hurts. Yeah. Was it for like four dollars fifty or something? No, really? it was for cinema tickets. Ah, okay. So then I had to go. To the car, get my other bank card, withdraw yep. cash, then pay for the ticket. And then pay for it. So it was just... That hurts. It, I ended up paying, but it was just the hassle of, all right, we have to go leave again, get another card so I can pay for it. Yeah. I once got to use a rather crass term, and I apologize, I got cock-blocked by a, um, a Datsun once. Mm-hmm. Datsun? No, Kia. Sorry, Kia Rio. Um, it was post-date in the car park, about to make my move. What is your move? Oh, it varies. 
Um, <laughs> that way, <laughs> so you've got to keep changing up your offense. Otherwise, the defensive strategies start to, you know, they know what you're going to be doing. No, so it was about to be like, all right, maybe a little hug and then we'll go in for a kiss and we'll see where this night might lead from there when suddenly high beams and a horn were like, get the fuck out of the way. We want that car spot. Oh, I was like, oh shit, I've got to move the car. <laughs> and that was the end of it. But did she know you were about to make the move? Yeah, yeah. Like we both had this little oh. moment. Where was that? You know that kind of thing where you're, there's that unspoken moment of like, oh, we're about to kiss here, but I'm yeah. not going to say it. She's not going to say it. It's just going to be a thing that happens. That's a lot of fun. And then you get, hey, jerk, move your fanny. <laughs> <laughs> And or like when Homer mood. blows Smithers cool when he's trying to be all in a when he's revealing the Sideshow Bob secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mister Smithers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that um, that ruined the mood. That's as close as I've come that I can think of to an awkward date. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I didn't get to give a little something for page one. Yes, <laughs> which sucked. And this is where he sort of notices Troy that wait a minute, this relationship could actually be beneficial for me. Yeah. Hey, get a lot of this. Try McLaren. What looks like a date. Here you go, boys. A little something for page one. Now we're at the plant. This sort of is a sign of how influential the media can be. Yep. Cuts to Lenny and Carl reading the paper. Ah, oh, I actually do like Troy McClure now because he's actually dating a, a human. Yeah, yeah. Not the fish. Yeah. And Homer's just like, no. I'd just- pay to see him in a movie. If that were possible. If that were possible, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Homer still doesn't quite believe. He's like, there's no way he's with a woman. I oh, know, because he doesn't no, believe it's with Selma. There's no way he's with Selma. Yes, yes, that's it. He's yeah. a washed up movie star. He should be dating a washed up supermodel. Yes. <laughs> it's the circle of life. Um, Did you notice how similar Troy's house was to the house from Lethal Weapon 2? When that yes. stilt breaks? Notice it was for sale, because he has no money left. Yeah. So, I don't know if that was a deliberate thing or not. If that was a design choice or... It was, no, it was a take on another house, which I'll find later for you. Or do you want me to find it now? Nah, that's fine. Just say it's a take on another house. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. It was a take on a house. It's a lot of houses down sort of Anglesey Apollo Bayway are like this. I like that one we, that's just on one solid pole. On the Great Ocean Road? Yeah. If it, it, people, I wouldn't want to live there, though. I wouldn't feel safe. No, it looks think. terrifying. <laughs> if people are listening from Melbourne and maybe they've never made the trek down the Great Ocean Road, just past Anglesey or Aries Inlet, I think it's just after Aries Inlet, you'll find a house that is sort of built into the hillside a little bit and it has within the house like a bridge to a lookout sort of rumpus okay. room house type area that, yeah, is just on one stilt. Yeah. It looks terrifying I, but exciting at the same time. It's like the Indiana Jones, like the... Um, the suspension bridge yes. in the Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just all these alligators underneath. <laughs> just ready to eat. While he's there, though, he gets the call from MacArthur Parker. He does. Who's picked up on the Q-Jeff. fact that he's in a paper. Troy, my man, it's MacArthur Parker. MacArthur Parker, the agent? MacArthur Parker, my agent? <laughs> Just checking in, my friend. So how's my favorite client? We haven't spoken in eight years. Yes. So I saw the papers today, Troy. Looking good. That wholesome stuff really helps when I'm trying to find your work. You haven't found me work in 12 years. Oh, <laughs> you. Uh, jury duty is work. And listen, you keep getting seen in public with human females, and I can get you work in the entertainment industry. As we said, Jeff's performance, fantastic. Does a great job here. It's just very Goldblum. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's about an 8 Goldblum. I'd say 7, but yeah, close, yeah. similar. So they go out for dinner again, this time to Ugly. Ugly. Hello, Selma Bouvier. It's Troy McClure. You may remember me from such dates as last night's dinner. That's right, boys. Troy's back from the gutter and he's brought someone with him. 
<laughs> That's too funny. I can't remember when I've heard a funnier anecdote. <laughs> okay, now you tell one. We see different sides of McClure. Yeah. So we see the full of himself, arrogant, the, the Mitch side of, of Troy oh, McClure. Please. <laughs> but then we get the, I love it when she gets thrown out, well, she leaves in embarrassment for smoking, the guy to light. He's so yeah, cool in that moment. It was a very cool moment. Forget the fact that it's smoking, the fact that his date had been embarrassed and he had a moment of, yeah. to be fair... It's for his own benefit. It is for his own benefit and the bigger thing would have been to say something at the time or spark up next to her or something like that inside the restaurant. But still, he comes out and says, it's cool, you can smoke around me, that's fine, I'm not going to judge you. It's a, it's a nice way of forming a bond. And this is where she really falls for him. Yeah. And you just feel sorry for her because you know it's never going anywhere. Because she doesn't know that yet. She doesn't know that yet. Because she's why I feel sorry for her. She still finds it odd that he's making her stay in the like in the bedroom while he's in the guest room. It's like, yeah, huh? what? What do you mean? Yeah, things aren't quite adding up yet. Yeah. So they're at the Simpsons house, and someone she doesn't want to jinx anything, but she's talking to her sisters, and it's just this is just girls being girls, really, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, which I kind of liked. It, like it was a scene that made sense and was important because who else would Selma be talking to? Yeah. And Patty's very jealous. Mm. It's not that pa- Patty can see through Troy. It's just she's no longer got a sister around. Her sister's yeah. her best friend. And yeah. he's stolen her away from it. Go from there to their to date number three, which is the special screening of <laughs> Troy's latest Latest movie. film. Yeah. <laughs> from 1977. Muppets again. And it's in an empty drive-thru. <laughs> oh, so great. Is there a better moment than Troy... Oh, so they have the cigar. Quoting. It's, it's like smoking 10 cigarettes at once. But yeah, Troy quoting his own movie in conjunction with his own movie. Instead of Miss Piggy, it's Selma. Yeah, that is so great. <laughs> Does he still ask her for a hoof in marriage as well? I think the... Um, Does he actually say hoof? Yeah. Whilst thou grant me thy dainty hoof in marriage... Such, I am so upset that I did not propose with that sentence. It's such a B-grade celebrity move. Yeah. <laughs> we come back. I believe it's how Charles Grodin met his wife. Possibly. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter are talking about the marriage. Even they can't believe A woman? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we may remember him, but a, a woman? Yes. Uh, huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Darling everybody, these careers now back on track. Leper in the backfield. A bit of Troy's, oh, Troy's historical field work. We get... This sometimes in real life between newsreaders, a little bit of a jab at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, oh, she's not a washed up deviant anymore, yeah. is he? <laughs> Similar, I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before. The Channel 10 news reporter mentioning the small trophy. Oh, yes. You'd be used to handling small things or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was so funny. Burn. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's up there. With, there was, I think I've shown you an American one where the there's like the news reporter out reporting on some local news he's reporting some story in like a, an apartment complex or something like that and the anchor back in the scene is like oh 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 can you get him back like i you, you, oh jeez i wish you'd asked him this he's like well you know um if you want to come down here and do my job like i remember there was a time that i was your boss and and the anchor Ooh. is like yeah used to be now you're not wonder how that happened <laughs> really <laughs> yeah live on air that's great it's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> so this is where McClure starts showing Selma around her new yep. house. She's moving in with him. So you get Selma, her eyes like spinning around the room yeah. and how majestic and beautiful yep, yep, and yep. all that sort of stuff it is. Troy's line, garbage co- garbage collection is Monday. If you want to throw out a box, you have to cut it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a thing of like, yeah, it's a great house, but it's just life. Yes. Life goes on. Yep. I've got it. I put out my rubbish like everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just, that's another one of those lines that not phony on paper. 
Give it to Phil Hartman. Yeah, makes it brilliant. Yeah. MacArthur Parker then calls up, and this is where we get the greatest moment, possibly of all time in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely, this is the greatest trauma claw moment in my in my opinion. Yeah, the Planet it's, what, of the Apes. it's one of those things that I didn't even I didn't write anything down. I didn't really have anything to say because it speaks for itself. Yeah. It's just fantastic from start to finish. Help! The humans about to escape. Get your paws off me, you dirty ape! <gasps> he can talk. He can talk, 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 I can sing! Ooh, help me, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Oh, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy! On a second opinion! You're also lazy! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. This play has everything. Oh, I love legitimate theater. As you said, there's nothing else we could possibly say. It's just, no. it's brilliant. From Everyone start knows to finish. why that's great. Yes. We didn't mention, though, the Homer. Down in front. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, though, that Troy... Got someone to stand up. Yeah. He's at least making an effort to make her feel special. Yeah, true. It's not just using her when he needs to. It's going out of her way with the smoking, making her stand up, telling yeah. her, you'll have your star next to mine one day. He's yeah. making her feel important as well. Is he only doing that, though, because he needed a public reminder? In that instance, like, in all of those yeah, things... Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. only stuff that people are going to see. If it was behind closed doors, you wouldn't have acknowledged mm. it. Yep, okay. So then the kids are all playing at the McClure home in the pool. Yep. And Selma's, she's almost rubbing it into Marge's face here, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, remember. I made it, you didn't. We were little, we used to dream about who had uh, about our ideal husbands. Who knew it would come true for one of us? I love Homer. Oh, oh, I know which one it is. It's, it's Selma. you, isn't it? It's <laughs> Selma, right? <laughs> now, there's been rumours that it was on, I think it was a Wikipedia page or one of the websites that we got to see McClure's bachelor party, where that got deleted. Oh. I'm not sure if it's a deleted scene on the DVD set. Ca- Princess Kashmir would have been there. She would have been there for sure. But it just seems odd if they cut to McClure just randomly drinking with Homer at Moe's. It just seems like that would be beneath him. He wouldn't do that. I'd like... He, he, w- he wouldn't do it because he doesn't have to. But I like the fact that Homer is enough of an everyman that he can connect with anyone. Oh, I, I understand that. But it just seems odd that McClure does things that are beneficial for him. Yeah. He had no reason to go to Moe's because no one's going to see... It's not, it's not benefiting his career or his no, marriage but or anything. That's, again, that's why I like it, though, that he's just started to have a few drinks with Homer and then he thought, this Homer guy's not too bad. And then he wanted to keep drinking with him and Moe's was where they ended up. I, I just think this was possibly a post-bachelor party scene. It could have been. That's yeah. very true. And what happens here? This is where it all goes This downhill. is where he admits the plan. Now, I don't know why he did it in Muffled Whisper because we already know the plot. There was no point to hide from the audience. It's like, I got to tell you, I don't know why they did that. Because they were able to wrap up the entire story 
in two seconds of and rather than waste another 10 seconds of him explaining it or 15 seconds of him explaining the whole story. Yeah, okay, I'll grant you the time. Because I was short on time already. Yep. Yeah, Maybe? that's fair. Could be that. Yep. It could but possibly be that. how great is Hartman's drunk laugh? Yeah, it's very good. He's so proud of himself. Yeah. <laughs> Check out this plot I've got going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I liked his line before, by the way. Like, that's, that's a good idea, Homer, but they already made movies about World War Two. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> We cut to the wedding. It's all very quick, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I always felt the episode was slow, but a lot happens. Or they, sham, they move fast. Sham weddings move on yeah, quickly. Sh- almost a shotgun wedding. Uh, Homer's mind also moves on quickly. Yes. Because he's gone from what he was told the night before to, like, if, you know, anyone knows why these two should not be wed. Hey! Gary Glitter song. Yeah. Classic Homer. Yeah. That is. After that, we're back at Homer. I'm not quite there. Oh, sorry. The. So, he says you may kiss each other. Doesn't kiss her. She kisses him on the cheek. Ah, oh, right. He's all, he's all, he's more focused on getting the photos. Well, like when they get in the car, she's all happy. It's her wedding day. Yeah, okay. But he wants to make sure that, the, make sure the press get the photos of us. Look at yeah. this. Blah, 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 blah. Classic Prince Harry business. Yeah, still thinking of his career as opposed to yeah. his actual marriage. Then, Homer Do you think ca- Meghan Markle is only married to Prince Harry because it will further her film career? Because yeah, she's ended her film career as a result. Mm, interesting. <laughs> So, so what you're saying is no. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which I think, by the way, before we get well, move hang on. on, why does she have to end her film? That's career? what I was about to say. I th- which I he think still joined the army. He didn't end his military career because he's a prince. I think she's just realised I don't have to do this anymore. I can just do whatever I want yeah, now. Yeah, but most people do acting because they love acting. Maybe she doesn't. Well, I, I hope not uh, because they like acting and because they want to. I hope a she was only doing it for the career. Because if she loved that and now she can't do that anymore, that sucks a bit. So Homer's stolen the cake topper. Oh, yeah. The candy bride and groom. Yes. <laughs> candy. And Marge, she's just over the moon for Selma. She's glad to finally see her happy because yep. she's tried so hard to find love, Selma. But yep. she's fine. she thinks she's finally found it. Yeah. And Homer just in passing. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of a thing Troy said last night. I love his Marge, honey. Could you please close your eyes? I'm trying to sleep. An animation gag that you couldn't do in real life. I think I could. I reckon there have been times where I've been laying next to Ash and I can just feel that her eyes are open. You can feel it, but you can't see it. Can't see it, but it's still enough to be off-putting. Where you just feel that you can the person... Tell when, you can tell when they're awake, can't the you? The person next to you is not quite relaxed. You're yeah. Like, What's going on? What's wrong? Yeah. 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 I need you to calm down a bit because it's putting me off my rhythm. Or can you just leave the room? Go sleep <laughs> yeah. in another Do room? you mind? Yes. <laughs> Important people trying to sleep. Troy then leaves his wedding night early to go chat to MacArthur Parker, leaves Selma hanging. Mm. Why does he go? To discuss upcoming film roles. Yes. And so this is where we get the um, the McBain psychic role. Yep. Fatal discharge, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the idea of family. Yeah. Yeah, basically that these sorts of roles are going to family men. Yes. And that if you want to get this stuff, you've got to have a family. That definitely happens in Hollywood. It's got to happen. Family men. They, like, they, they want to, I don't think they, anyone's had a kid just for a career. It could have. Could I wouldn't. Possibly. I, for the most part, I wouldn't know who. It's a horrible thing to think, but it could have possibly have happened. I don't think most people would know if someone does or doesn't have a child, though. Hiding sexuality is one thing, but I don't think people are getting cast because they have a kid versus someone that's not a family man. Okay. But perhaps people would have to hide the nature of who they are. Do you think people have? Maybe people have lost not not been hired because they're not a family man. I don't think so because I don't think Hollywood has that much of a soul to care 
Mm, I, I feel like Hollywood sometimes goes, we need a Tom Hanks. And if someone like a, I don't know, someone with a, a past like Charlie Sheen rocks up, they're like, that's kind of not what we're going for here. If it's Disney, they're not hiring, mm. hiring Charlie Sheen, they're hiring Tom Hanks. Purely because of the history. No matter how good of an actor either of them are. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that on board. We also get here, you can tell that Troy's starting to get fed up with having to do it all. He's like, oh, oh yeah. it's really getting to me, really getting to me. Then he mentions the idea of a family. He's like, I don't want to have to. That's that's not what I signed up for. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's, that's one extra step that I don't want to have to do. Marjan tries to tell Salma and she just doesn't want to hear it at all. She thinks that Marge is just being spiteful. Yeah. She thinks they're jealous, but she has to go find out for herself. Yeah. So she, yeah, she thinks it, but she's not convinced by it herself. Yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as she says it out loud that you guys are just jealous. The thing, the line and the delivery on, I have to go now and see Troy, is that peek into her true feelings of, oh God, they're right. Yeah, because it's a case of, it's such a horrible thing that Marge wouldn't be that spiteful to actually say, make something yeah. up like that. Yeah, exactly. Is this a sham marriage? Sure, baby. Is that a problema? You married me just to help your career. You make it sound so sordid. Look, don't we have a good time together? Yes, but... Don't you have everything you ever wanted here? Money, security, a big, hot, flat rock for Jub-Jub? But don't you love me? Sure I do. Like I love Fresca. Isn't that enough? The only difference between our marriage and anyone else's is we know ours is a sham. As we mentioned earlier, that's exactly how Troy sees the situation. Yeah. Like, who cares that this is a sham marriage? Yeah. What's what's your big deal? You're happy. I'm happy. Everything's going well. Um, my romantic abnormality is hidden from the press. Yes. <laughs> then we get the, a nice line here from Selma where she says, don't you love me? And you, re- you've, I've really felt sorry for her at that moment because that's all she wants. Yeah. But she's never going to get that from Troy. But he still somehow manages to convince her to stay. Yeah. Because it's all the extra perks that come with being his wife. Yeah, it's hard to let go of. Yeah. And hard to let go of the feeling that maybe somewhere deep down he does as well. She questions his sexuality. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he starts to reveal the fish fetish. Yeah. Then we get... So they stay together, basically. Yep. And they go to get the star on Hollywood Boulevard. It might have actually been the next conversation with MacArthur Parker, where he's talking about the family men, by the way. I may have jumped yeah, ahead. Yeah, did. Because, think, yeah. according to my notes, this is where he gets that You and a wife have got to have a baby. Yes. <laughs> the fact that he does not even know and, her In name. order to finalise getting that role. Yeah. He mentions that you're in the running for the role. Yeah, that's right. get it, you've got to be a family man. Yeah. And he'll do it, but he doesn't want to. Yeah. Because that's a big step. <laughs> For someone who doesn't like humans. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, and who probably does not want to get intimate with Selma. Not just because she's Selma, but because she doesn't have scales. And exactly. They, he pitches the idea to Selma. And again, hear from Selma, I don't really want to do that, but it is the last chance for me to be a mummy. Yeah. Poor woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, again, hinting at a truth that would strike to a lot, a of, lot of people. Of, yeah. A lot of people would be desperate to be mums. And some dads as well, but like, so like a, you're set, like settling for something that you're not happy with, but you just because you want a kid. Yeah, yeah. The whole smoking for two line, I don't reckon that would fly anymore on television. No, I probably couldn't get away with that. No, now. no, no. They attempt to have sexual relations, and this is almost more awkward than the date. Uh, come here, Tiger. Rawr. Would you like some wine? Yes. Uh, why don't you come over here and make yourself more comfortable? No. Why don't you come over here and make yourself comfortable? 
He does rock a nightgown though, doesn't he? He does, does he? wear that well. Yeah, yeah. a robe. <laughs> <laughs> and Selma doesn't look half bad here either. Uh, Just have hairy legs at least. Yeah, that's true. They've been taken care of yes. at least. Um, <laughs> you feel like she, like she'd be a virgin, right? You feel like both of the boobies. Yeah. Get real. She was dating Bob. Yeah, but do you reckon they had? Oh, mate. Yeah, because remember she says they're, they're, he's filming on the honeymoon. She's yeah. come. You need to oh, show me some love. He's like, Ooh. yeah, that's right. And then he, he goes absolutely off. scrubs the hell out of himself. Yes. Afterwards. Yep. Okay. No, fair enough. Then we get Troy, and he says, "Who knew this would have been so much work?" And that's the final straw for Selma. She's like, "This shouldn't be work." You know, this. She realizes this is not what she wants. Yeah, she can do this marriage. She's not bringing a kid into it because it's just there's not enough love. Well, there's no love at all in this yeah. marriage. That's not fair for the child. So she makes a very admirable decision and decides to leave Troy. And this all just happens very fast. It's just I'm leaving. Get my, yep. gets jub jub walking down the road. Well, that's pretty much all she took. I guess one bag and jub jub. Yeah, it ends as quickly as it began. To yeah. Be fair. Just flies through the story, but it's a very, it's a very adult story. It is, yeah. I just realised, by the way, we've got to this point. We didn't do an alternate name for the episode, which is a bit of an apology uh, on my part that I did not remember to bring that up with you. Do you have one? Uh, I'll try to think of one quickly. Do you want it to you, be your final words while you wrap up whatever else happens. Maybe your final words. Okay, we'll wrap up the episode. Uh, all right. Then. We, or we get the, we get the, the a little bit of the clip over the top at the credits where he's turned down the role in McBain to start his own movie, which is, what's it called? The Contrapulous Fabtraption of Professor Horatio Huffnagel. Yes. <laughs> is he going to succeed? It will. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he turn down McBain for? Uh, good question. Or is it that he didn't get it, but he's claiming he turned it down? Uh, because he's not a family man? I think he's just he just makes bad just decisions. Just lost his man? <laughs> he doesn't know what a good script looks like yeah. anymore. MacArthur Park is no longer on the scene. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Dando? I learned that we need a Planet of the Apes musical. Okay, I learned that the Chippendales carpool. That's the problem. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh! Mailbag time. What have we got this week, Mitchell? Uh, Dando, Dominic Butcher. Uh, has anyone ever mentioned that Dando sounds a lot like Nick Kyrgios? No. It hasn't come up before, but I'm going to now have to get some audio of Nick and put them side by side and see how it sounds. Is that good or bad? Probably not good. No. Can you not good um, for him anyway? Actually, he's slowly turning himself around. But could you just like whine about something inconsequential and then leave a podcast halfway through because your calf is a bit sore next episode and see how that sounds? <laughs> he actually is turning himself around a bit though. Mitch is pulling a funny face reading this email. So this email goes on to say, I know you're not soccer fans, but the laws of podcasting dictates that you have to discuss the World Cup and the Socceroos' performances. So I'll keep a passing eye on that as it comes around. Has it happened yet, the World Cup? I don't think it has. What's soccer? To get you in the mood, here's a video of Gary Lineker shitting himself during a World Cup game against Ireland in 1990. I don't want to watch that. YouTube, Gary Lineker poos himself at World Cup 1990. Thank God this is audio, not visual. I love it when a YouTube title is that specific. Yes. <laughs> it's just brown stains He's just on the ground Like a dog Scraping himself forward What? Okay Everyone owes it to themselves To watch this video It's it's not It's not in any way um, Graphic as By by any means You, can just, you just know that he's shitting himself uh, Yeah I think it actually um, This person's gone to that 4.4 million views And has gone to the Helpful point of putting subtitles in. I'll play this for you now. So where is he? He just said I shit myself. 
So when you said it's like a dog scratching along the ground, you meant like when they got worms. Yeah, I was being literally yeah. like so. And he's just that look of I've, I've shit myself. Yeah, as a teammate's gone, I've, what's happened? Yeah. I've shit myself. I can't. I'm not going to lie. I need to get out of the situation. Yeah, uh, the only way to do it is by being honest. Yeah, look, <laughs> look, it, it's he's not the first. He's not the last sportsman that that's happened to. No, but that is amazing footage. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely, I'll watch the World Cup now. What question we got? That was it. Has anyone mentioned that you sound like Nick Kyrgios? That was the question. Well, no, they haven't, but now they have. So, this is um, from Anthony Mazza, and um, I don't know, you know how sometimes you read an opening line of an email, and you're like, I don't care what the rest of this email says, it's all getting read out loud. And generally, it's when they become complimentary to me. Hi, guys. I took the time. Also, this is a bit of a plug for our new um, Movie Guys podcast, which is currently on Patreon, and we may have some views to perhaps releasing that as its own standalone thing with myself, Guy Davis, and you. Dando. Uh, well, hi, guys. Next review is going to be solo. It is going to be solo. Which I really like. Just you on your own? Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, I took the time to finally watch Heat, and wow, I can now appreciate why Mitch thinks very little of anyone who doesn't enjoy the film. Very, very little <laughs> of anyone who doesn't enjoy the film. In saying that, I doubt my younger self would have been memorized to the film by the same way I was. Also, memorized or memorized? Uh, mesmerized. <laughs> His younger self was very good at memorizing, yes. not so good at being mesmerized. Also, great job on the review. Enjoying Guy's insight. Because Guy... Guy knows everything. Guy does know everything about movies. You're like... Uh, like being when I was five, meeting Gary Abbott for the first time. You like you, I look at you, and you're looking at him in awe at some times. Yeah. You might say you don't, but there's some moments where he's saying stuff, and you're like, I'd like you know everything. I'd like to think of myself, when I'm around Guy, it's more like... The trainers that go out and help in the warm-ups before an AFL game or before any elite sports game that you've got, you're like, there's the elite dudes and they're better than you, but you are still on the park with them and you're still kicking the ball 45 metres to them and helping them set up. I mean, the, okay, up. now I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, I'm holding my own, but I'm not that. <laughs> that That's kind of how the role that I view myself in, It's just in funny because when I first, and I think it's even on the podcast, I said, there's a guy at my work that knows a lot about movies and you went, Pah! I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, no, and I have been the judge of that. He knows a lot about movies. Yes. <laughs> I'm more than happy to say that. So the question for Anthony, he was thinking about how amazing it would be now to be able to watch Heat at the cinema as opposed to just watching it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever it might be. So are there any older films that you would like to see re-released for which you would want the full cinematic experience? Uh, I'm going to say right now Jurassic Park. I've seen it in 3D at the cinema. It's pretty cool. Okay. Um, I don't want it in 3D. I just want the normal. Yeah, yeah. Jaws? Jaws would be pretty sweet. Actually, Jaws is one It'd where I would love to faker, be... But I'd, just, I'd like to pop... It's a popcorn movie. I so. would love to be transported in time for Jaws. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want to watch Jaws now with today's cinema because everyone has watched it. But I would love to go back to the 70s and watch Jaws where no one else had seen it and hear them screaming and be yep. a part of that response and that reaction. Mm-hmm. That would be very cool. And... If I was to throw another one out there, Indiana Jones. I've no- yes, yeah, that'd be really, really great. Back to the Future. Yeah, be another one. Any of those movies that have got a really great score to hear that pumping out of like forty speakers in full surround would be very cool. Yeah, um, Saving Private Ryan would be pretty intense. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'd like it. to see Saving Private Ryan. You know what I like? You know, I remember seeing it at the cinema when I was a kid. Starship Troopers. Oh, okay. It's such an underrated movie. Like a lot of people yeah, shit I, on it. Yeah, I love stuff. I, I love well, it. a lot of people miss the point. It's yeah, it's, del- a, it's, it's a making take. fun. Yeah, of, yeah. Like um, a but lot of people don't. For its pick time, up on now, the I watched it about I don't know two months ago. The action still holds up now. The special effects still hold up. Yeah, it's a great movie. 
Got an email in here from a Mr. Banks. Yes. Which is either Rion, Ryan. Rian. Well, I don't think it could possibly be Rian. I know a Rian, but spelled differently. Yeah, well, then it's not the same. It's <laughs> yeah. like saying, I know a Jason, oh, but it's, it's also oh, spelled well, different. It's R-I-A-N-N, not just one. This isn't an A, it's an O. Oh, O. R-I-O-N. Oh, that is interesting. I think it's Rion. Rion. Anyway, um, massive <laughs> fan of the podcast. Just brought the book. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Um, so he's a teacher. The other day, one of two students, one of the year two students, not one of two students, uh, one of the year two students asked him a few questions. Uh, so, what's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite animal? Dog. What's your favorite sport? Cricket. Have you ever seen a blue dog play cricket? I basically uh, channeled my inner Homer in regards to his response to Hank Scorpio and replied, hm, yes, once. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's safe to say that she didn't quite understand. Sorry, boys, I tried. <laughs> now, um, my final thing, that's, that's the end of the mailbag, but I just want to get out on one little um, tidbit of information. So, mm-hmm. long story short, we're recording this the week that some allegations have come out against Morgan Freeman and some what? inappropriate... Have you not read this? No. Oh, Morgan Freeman? Yeah, he got a little um, inappropriate comments, conduct, leering. As inappropriate as Roseanne over the fucking night? No. Um, Good God I, almighty. I was going to end on Roseanne as well. So, oh geez, one of these is lighthearted, one of them's not. Let's not, let's, not, let's not get into Roseanne. Let's just as far, avoid okay. Roseanne. So as far as Roseanne goes, the only thing I'm going to say about that, and for anyone that doesn't know this, Roseanne um, went on a, on a Twitter rant and uh, made a racist comment about someone that works for the White House, I believe. Used to work like with Obama. Used to, used to work with Obama. Um, as a result, ABC have dropped Roseanne, which only just came back. But I feel sorry for the cast because they've got, they got yeah, no fucking job because Joe of Cookman's her. Joe a good dude. Yeah. And he's been done for this. But so like, um, they've dropped that instantly. Channel 10 have said no more. Yep. The thing that got me about this at the end of it is she then tweeted, I'm deleting Twitter. I'm getting yep. off Twitter. How about... Sorry, uh, yeah, I'm stopping... Apologising. Yeah, how about stopping being a shit person? Yeah. It's not Twitter that's the fucking problem. It's the fact that you think that that's okay to say. Yeah. Like, you might not be tweeting it, but you're still saying it to your dickhead friends. Like... Morgan that, Freeman. That really got my goat. Anyway, Morgan Freeman. So, um, story came out about Morgan Freeman. That made me start wanting to um, Google search Morgan Freeman so I could turn it into a hilarious meme and share it with my friends because I'm an awful person. The, the thing was... Uh, it was the photo of him in Shawshank Redemption at the parole board. And the meme was sexual harassment. I'm afraid I don't know the meaning of the word. I know what you think it means, Sonny. But I came across the French poster for the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Now, you know the Shawshank Redemption well? Yes. Yeah. So you know how there is no hint at the tunneling or anything like that throughout the entire movie. You ask for the rock hammer and then you see the little chess pieces and that's it. You never hear about the rock hammer again. And... At the very end bit, Morgan Freeman is talking about how he thinks Andy's depressed and he's worried he's going to kill himself that night. He's starting to mope around. Just um, Spoiler alert for the people who haven't seen the film. Yeah, true. It's like 30 years old, yeah, but... Yeah, I think... It, yeah. Yeah. It's, if you haven't seen it... You know, there's always a couple of people that like to say, you didn't give us a spoiler warning. Yeah, okay. Well, spoiler alert, yeah. you're a bad person. So, <laughs> the it's coming to that bit. They come out for roll call. Morgan Freeman's character, like, so stressed out looking down the line when Andy doesn't appear. And then the guard says, you better be dead or sick in there. I shit you not. Looks in. Oh, Jesus. And then runs off to get the warden. So you think Andy is dead at that moment. And then you find out that he's tunneled away. And it's an amazing reveal when when the warden is yelling at the poster and then throws the rock into it and hears the clank, clank, clank and then finds the tunnel. None of that, though was experienced in that level of joy for the French people 
because the French film was called Le Evades or The Escapee. They really? fucking named the movie virtually The Man Who Escapes. Which so, so the whole film you'd be going, when's anyone? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Imagine that. You're going and going, yeah, let's see this prison break movie. This is going to be sweet. Two and a half hours in. Well, what the hell? When is he going to start with this? <laughs> Martha, you told me we're going to see the escapee. Yeah, if that's Italian, but that'll do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I was like, that's like going to watch The Usual Suspects and have it called The Cripple Who Fooled Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or Titanic slash Leo Freezes to Death. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. So is that the end of this week's Episode That's Mitch. the end of this week's episode. We're done. Now, guys, don't forget, if you would like to be able to throw some support behind the show or you want to get some access to some extra content that we're doing, please don't forget that we have our Patreon page. It is patreon.com forward slash four-finger discount. Uh, you would get access to the movie review podcast that movie we were talking about podcast, before. Yeah. Um, some other just Dando's trivia podcast that we're doing. We're doing a Futurama podcast where for now we're looking at season one. We'll probably kick on with others, but we're using that as a vehicle to be able to just go cherry pick different different TV shows, different seasons, different whatever it might be, just something to be able to do on the side. And we'll be recording one of those later on. We've we'll done some future s- Simpsons reviews as well. Like we've done Halloween of Horror. Yep. We did the future Futurama Simpsons crossover, yep. things like that. Um, we'll also more than likely this week be recording a little something as a tribute to a, to the great uh, Phil Hartman. And that is all there and up for grabs um, for as little as a buck. Uh, not only that, you get into the draw to be able to win some fantastic prizes. More than anything, though, it's a way that if you want to get extra, extra content, it's there. If you just want to throw some support behind the show, help us pay for the, uh, for the equipment that goes into this, help us pay for the website, help us help pay Dando for the time the like the, the number of hours that he puts into this week in week out is phenomenal um, it would be a much much less appreciated if you could jump on there and ignore the really offensive accents <laughs> and for $2 you get access into the, the Facebook group as well and join the Four Finger Discount community and there are a great bunch of people in there aren't they Mitch mostly I'm in there so mostly I <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed the review of A Fish Called Summer next week or, Mitch or Menage Troy yes yes <laughs> We're reviewing Bart on the Road next week. Oh, sweet. Great episode. Get me some hats. What, what do you some first, wigs. What do you first think of? The wigs? Uh, that's it. <laughs> like the, back to Winnipeg. I think yeah, of Homer with the mask on when he just found out that Bart stole his uh, ID. Or oh, was it. yeah. yeah. Bart fake ID. Steam up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? So I've already given you one alternate episode, but I'll, give, I'll throw another one in for you uh, just as a little special. Okay, what is it? What is it? Trojan fish. Shh.